Today we are going to continue our sermon series on the six practices of disciples of Jesus Christ. Throughout these six weeks, we are looking closely at some of the primary practices for growing as disciples of Jesus. Like I shared last week, being a disciple of Jesus Christ is like an apprenticeship. The aim is to learn from him. And as such, we pay very close attention to what he does and we do likewise. We study what he does and we do it. We do it over and over again so we can be like him and grow in his likeness. The six practices that we're delving into are practices that Jesus himself did. And when we do them, when we take on these practices, when we are diligent about them, when we are diligent to applying them to our lives, we will be equipped and strengthened for whatever test or challenges that life will throw at us. And also, we will grow deeper in our relationship with Christ. Last week, as I was thinking about these practices, something came to mind. If you've ever flown a kite, you will understand what I'm talking about. The kite needs the wind to lift it off the ground. And with the wind under the kite, the kite can fly and soar in the air. But the very same wind that will lift the kite off the ground and allow it to soar in the air can blow that kite away to the point where it will crash on a power line or be lost in some trees. What is needed for that kite to stay in place is a string. The string tethers the kite to the person who is on the ground maintaining the kite. These practices that we are looking at, they are the string that tether us, tethers us to Christ. The string that grounds us to the one in whom we believe and the one whom we follow. Church, these practices are important. Last week, we looked at prayer. This week, we are going to be looking at scripture. And I want us to know that it is important for us to go through these carefully because the more we practice them, the more we make them a part of our everyday lives, the more we are able to navigate our way in life. So this Sunday, we are looking at scripture. And we're delving into scripture and the importance and benefits of studying and reading scripture daily. In the gospel lesson that Josh, Josh read for us earlier, we hear the story of Jesus being in a desert place and being tempted by the devil. Most likely you have heard this story before. We as pastors, we have a way of preaching about the story of Jesus being tempted, but more times than not, we focus on the temptation and not how much Jesus actually used scripture as the means for defending against the enemy. More times than not, we focus so much on the temptation that we neglect to say that the scripture that Jesus knew and used became his safeguard against the things that the enemy was trying to lure him with. Jesus sets the example for how knowing and applying scripture can be a protection against whatever temptation we will face in life. 
from the reading of the gospel, we hear that the enemy used three things to try and tempt Jesus. But we also hear that each time Jesus was tempted, his response was, it is written. And finally, he said, it is said. Each time, Jesus drew on his knowledge of scripture and he used it to resist the tempter. I would encourage you when you get home this evening to take some time and read this passage of scripture for yourself. What you will see is that the devil employed what he knew would have been lucrative or quite luring to any person. The enemy used what I would say reflect the different stages of life that we will go through and the things that we'll be lured with or tempted by as we go through these stages. But what you will also see is that Jesus, in knowing the scripture, used the scripture as a grounding to resist the evil one. Jesus used the instructions of God and, and the commands of God to fortify himself against what the enemy brought to him. Jesus' responses showed how we are empowered by knowing scripture. And how when we apply them as prudent reminders, we will be grounded and protected from yielding to the wrongful desires that will try to lure us into unhealthy and dangerous practices. And so I say today, if Jesus Christ himself could use scripture as his line of defense against temptation, I dare to say that we can do the same. If Jesus Christ, the, the, the living word, the son of God, could use scripture to draw on as his defense, why would we not do the same church? John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, said that scripture has everything that we need for life and salvation. Scripture has everything that we need for life and salvation. Now, yes, I must admit, scripture doesn't tell us everything. Scripture is not a science book, it's not a biology book, it's not a technology book. You know, we would never find how to turn off or turn on your iPhone in scripture. We would, we would never find any of that. But the things that we really need for our lives, the things that we need to put our lives together, to assemble our lives in such a way that we can be the full people that God has created us to be, we can find in scripture. One of the things I think about scripture, I call it like an instruction manual. It's an instruction manual for life and for living. It's what I would call the how-to manual. You know what I'm talking about. When you buy something, it has that little instruction leaflet inside and it tells you how to. L let me give you an example, a, a more practical way of thinking about scripture. If you've ever bought a piece of furniture from Ikea, <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about, especially if you're the one who has to assemble it yourself. L let me tell you what happened a few weeks ago in my office. So. We bought some bookshelves from Ikea. And you know when you get to a point in your life when you're mature enough to know what you are gifted at and what you're not gifted at? I have reached that age. And I know assembling stuff is not my gift. 
I can talk to you from now until next year. I can quote you scripture, but I cannot assemble anything. And so to my rescue came Jess and John. They came into my office and Jess said, Reverend, how may I help you? And I said, right there. And on the floor were the boxes from Ikea, you know, in different shapes and different sizes. And Jess said to me, you know, John is really good at this. He does Lego and he can make anything. And John came in with his toolkit. And when I say John has a toolkit, John has a toolkit. Every kind of instrument you can think of to put something together. And I said, I cannot thank you both enough for trying to do this. And so I sat at my desk and John and Jess got down on the floor. They opened the boxes. They reached for the instructions. And both of them were peering over line by line. And the next thing I know, it was almost like, you know, those Keebler elves. John and Jess, or, you know, the, you know, Santa Claus elves, John and Jeff were ju just moving around and pieces and they'll read something and then they'll reach over and take one and connect to one and they kept on going at it. And I'm there pretending like I'm not watching them but I'm paying attention because I'm thinking, my God, these people are good. They're really good. And I'm there watching them and they were just putting together and screwing and going on. And the next thing you know, two bookshelves were standing erect and intact in my office. I don't know how they did it because I know I couldn't. Actually, at one point, they realized that something was off and they went back to the instruction manual and, and recognized where they had made the mistake and they took it down and went all over again from scratch. I shook my head in disbelief because that would not be me. I would be crying at that point. But they had the shelves up. And what was so good is that I could put all my books on the shelves and the shelves held my books. If you've ever been into my office, I have books. I have books that are not just small book, books, but big books. And they followed the manual to the T where the shelves could hold all my books without toppling over. Scripture is an instruction manual for how we should assemble our lives so we can live fully as the people that God has created us to be. This is what scripture is to us as disciples of Jesus Christ. It gives us the directions for how to connect the pieces of our lives. Ever so often, life will come at us in ways that would want to scatter and stretch us. And the scriptures are there for us to go back to time and time again so we can put ourselves together and stand on what we know is true, what we know is faithful, so that we can move on to the next step of our lives. The last thing I'll share with you is that scripture is like a roadmap for our lives. It's what I would call our daily GPS. It helps us to navigate the turns and the twists of life as we go from one stage to another. If you have lived over 20, you have experienced some twists and turns in your life, right? You have experienced some corners that you were not expecting to see as you were breezing along in life. Scripture helps us to navigate life so that we don't end up in a dark alley or on some corner street exhausted and worn out, beaten and battered. Scripture helps us to navigate life.
And, and I know, you know, I, I will confess I don't read scripture every day. But I have studied scripture enough and ever so often I have to keep on going back to it in those moments when life tells me that I cannot go any further. I go back and I'm reminded that Jesus said that he's my strength and my rock and my shield. On those days when, when grief will come, I go back and I'm reminded that God is the God of all comfort. On those days when the world tells me that I'm not enough, I go back and I'm reminded that Jesus says I am fully loved for who I am. On those days when it seems like love is lost, I'm reminded that God sent his son into the world because he loved the world, not because of how good I am or what I have done. Scripture is that reminder. Let me put it to you this way. There was, I think it was a Publix commercial I'd seen several Thanksgiving ago, and there was this lady in her kitchen, and she had all the ingredients of what she was going to prepare on the counter, and the pots and the pans were there, the stove was going, and she was rocking out to music, and she was mixing and going on, and at some point, there was a puzzled look on her face, and you could tell she must have missed a step or she wasn't sure what next step in preparing the ingredients she was supposed to take. And you see her rush back to the garbage bin and she pulled out the packaging for the food and she started looking at it. Ever so often we are busy in life and we need to go back and pull up our Bibles and go back and see the directions and the instructions for how we are supposed to live. When I saw the commercial, I started laughing because that has happened to me more than once where I look at something, throw the instructions away, and then I'm cooking, I'm like, what did it say? And I go back into the garbage bin and pull the packaging out. We need to pull our Bibles out regularly to study, to think on it so that we can have the resources and we can have the defense that we need to weather this life. I'll tell you this. The Bible has God's written word for how we are supposed to live. The instructions for how to live faithfully as disciples of Jesus Christ and servants of the Most High God. It also has the stories of men and women who have lived in ways that we can use their lives as models for how we should live and even instructive stories of how we should not live. The Bible is important. And one of the things I know about scripture is that when we read it, when we apply it to our lives, we become stronger, we are more equipped to face whatever curveball that life will throw us. So this morning, I encourage all of us, take up scripture, take up your Bibles, read them. If you're pressed for time, you don't have to read an entire chapter. You can read even three verses and think on it throughout the day. If you really want some nuggets of wisdom, open up to Proverbs. And you will get just these little snippets of how to live. The psalmist captured it well when he said, Thy word is a lamp, O God, unto my feet and a light unto my path. If you want something to guide you and to light your way, I'd encourage you to take up the spiritual practice of reading scripture daily, thinking on scripture, applying it to our lives, and see the difference that it will make.
Amen.